What you say? The RJB. Every time they see us come, watch them demons shake. Hey man, here you come with all that stuff, man. Come on, let's go, man. Life and death is in your tongue, so watch what you say. Hey, real talk, what you say yeah. around him too, man. Real talk. His name's Way. If you don't know about Father Rahai, his name's Way. And you don't know about his son Yashai, his name's Way. Receive the gift of Rawakada, his name's Way. Forever screaming, Kram Yasharal, his name's Way. You ain't got to tell me name's Way. I'm calling a higher. Just like you shy, digital download of the hard copy, man, them two by twos. Some of these Hebrews be acting feminine, we call them two wonk fools. Uh, I'm laughing at them, same time, one foot past them. I ain't trying to be the boy's favorite rapper. They only rap because they Twitter popular. That's the difference between me and them. I'm the son of Jacob, they the son of Sin. The rock open, so I'm a gone in. We don't go ham, but we go shim. I'll cut that bird, put his fur on. Great warrior like Gideon. I tell you the truth, do what you do. I can't judge you like Gideon. This is Real Talk 101 here on a Sunday afternoon at Vox Wave Studios from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, thank you for joining us this evening. And just to start off so we can be consistent with this, because I never usually do it, the phone number yes. to the studio is 240-719-2560. Again, that is 240-719-2560. And if you're watching on the chat, mm -hmm. go ahead and type your question in, and we have our engineer who can uh, read the question, and we can address it online, too. Surely, surely. Um, today... Uh, my brother O is not in the, in here in the studio today, but we're gonna keep him lifted up, keep him in prayer. Um, definitely, you know how we start with uh, prayer requests and then going to testimonies. Definitely want to lift the brother O up and E, who got mm -hmm. his court date moved back. Oh, uh, his brother. Okay. Yeah, so it did not happen. Yesterday. This, did, yeah, it didn't Friday. happen Friday. Mm -hmm. um, but O, yeah, and his, we're gonna keep him in prayer and his blood pressure. Um, 
for myself, uh, keep my family in your prayer, in your prayers. Um, also, the fields over there at the new drug and alcohol treatment facility where we are trying to, well, we will, by the grace and the, and the, um, the power of the Most High, get a regular church mm -hmm. on a week-to-week -week basis and yeah. do some really good work over there. We keep that in prayer. Um, also, uh, my cousin Bill, keep that brother in prayer. And also, my brother Lamar. My mm. pop is the one you mm. never mentioned. I, I actually got on the phone with him today. I've been trying to reach him for a while, but I'm going to talk to him actually after the show is over. He said, like, around later tonight, he wants to rap. So that's good. Um, what about you? Any prayer requests? Always prayer for my family. You know, the ministry that we're called to, that's always going to be the first target. Yeah. Any of you listening, if you have a ministry where you are exposing the devil, your family has to be covered on a minute-by-minute -minute basis. So pray for them. Uh, and pray for our direction like we are living right now. We're spending three to four hours a day in transit. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's very difficult for us. So we're just praying for a house that's closer to where we need to be. Mm -hmm. Pray for our church families, the one that we're at now and my Arizona church family, the mm -hmm. devil. Uh, he's running rampant, but his time is short. So we yeah, claim <laughs> by the blood of the lamb that that's going to be resolved. Right. And that uh, everyone who's who's been faithful thus far. Uh, the trials are going through now is going to break them to the next level. So pray for those those, those church families. Sure thing, sure thing. Let's go ahead and open up by his. Lord, Father, Yahweh, mm. thank you for assembling us here again today. Please help us decrease so that you increase. Please mm. fill us with your holy walk, your spirit, and speak through us that somebody might hear the words that we have to say. Please be with the families that are represented here. Be with all of our families. Be, please cleanse us of our iniquities and our sins. Be with our parents, um, be with Clax and his family and the commute that they have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis um, and help that to be shortened and to find a new location to live so that would be more advantageous where they are as far as transit is concerned. Please keep us in, uh, please keep us before thee as far as our finances are concerned, our occupations are concerned. Be with Brother Orlando and his, um, his blood pressure that's been going up lately. I pray over every person that enters in and out of this studio, the engineering, and the ownership of this uh, of this establishment, I pray for them. Please continue to bless and move them as you see fit. And also be with E when his court date got moved back uh, just a little bit. And also the uh, the fields at the mm -hmm. drug drug and alcohol treatment facility, Lord. And please continue to use us over there yes. to do your work, to do your work. Um, we thank you for hearing and answering prayers. Please be with us in this session. In your son Yeshua's name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, um, a little short testimony. I think I told you about this before. Um, this past week, man, I was I was stressing a little bit because it was on Monday. It was on Monday. I was in my room, and my roommate was upstairs taking a shower. And it just so happened that at this certain point time in my room, I was changing the channel. My volume on my TV was off, so I couldn't hear anything. And I started hearing dripping behind my wall, like water dripping. And I got up, man, and I tracked that thing down. And it was it was the most high who attuned my ears mm -hmm. to it. Because I wasn't paying attention. Mm -hmm. I was actually reading something on my phone while the TV was on. Mm -hmm. But I had changed the channel and gone back to reading. Then I just heard a tip, 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 mm -hmm. tip, tip, tip. And I was like, man, that can't be what I'm thinking. <laughs> so I followed it, and Smart I went sound. over to uh, this closet that's right next to my room that has my heating unit in it. Mm -hmm. As soon as I opened the door, water is just streaming down from a vent. Now, the thing is, the vent is metal, and it carries air. So I know that the water is dripping from on top of the vent to the side and down. Mm -hmm. But I had to put a bucket down. Mm -hmm. I had to clean up the mess. Mm -hmm. Some old yearbooks, got, got pages kind of got wet, you yeah. know, stuff like that. So I started stressing. I was like, man, this is going to be a cost. You know what I'm saying? This is going to be a Always. cost associated with this. <laughs> so I called my father's handyman, who had actually been there um, 
the previous week and he fixed something as far as my plumbing was concerned. His name is Joe Dark. That's my man. That man does good works and he's a follower of the Lord. Okay. He's a follower. Yeah, he's God. a man of God. So um, he was there. He came through. He was like, I'm going to come through. I'm going to take a look at it and we're going to see what we can do. Now, in the interim, I called my insurance company mm. and they were like, uh, yeah, have somebody, if you can, have somebody come out, take a look at the damage and see if they can get an estimate or something like that. And I'm thinking, that's what you should do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, that's what my thought is, you yeah, know, insurance. Yeah, yeah. But they was like, if you have somebody, you know, call them. And so I, was, I thought it strange, but I did what they said. So when Joe came through and he looked at it, he, uh, I was at work and my roommate was home. He went upstairs, he cut a hole in our drywall mm -hmm. and found a pipe. Mm -hmm. And he eliminated, he tightened, he said what it was, he's like when they put it, when they first installed, I guess the pipe or whatever, something that screws onto it, they did it rough, rough mm -hmm. hand, rough shot or whatever. It wasn't done well. And so he tightened it and ended up stopping the leakage downstairs. Mm -hmm. He only charged me $150. Praise God. $150. And the deductible for the insurance company is five hundred off break. Mm -hmm. So that I was just like, thank I immediately yes. got down on my knees and I yeah. was like, Thank you, Father. Mm -hmm. Thank you for looking out. And so mm -hmm. that's definitely uh a testimony that I have from this past weekend. Only another short one real quick is the fact that um our semantic flow has been progressing. Mm -hmm. Progressing. And uh onus being on me, and you know, I know O can definitely relate to this. There have been times where we have felt the inclination to write, but we haven't, mm -hmm. just because we didn't feel like mm -hmm. it, you know. Um, o gets his information a certain way, I get mine a certain way. Mine is when I sit down in front of a computer and I have the instrumentals that he selected out for me. Then I sit down, I commit time mm -hmm. to get the word out. And for a long time, I didn't commit any time to do that. Hmm. And so this weekend, this past weekend, or this weekend that we're currently in, I made up in my mind, I was like, I'm going to spend some time to do this, whether it's on Friday night, but then we have Waterford Thursday, right. which we're going to get into. But um, on Saturday, I stayed home, and I got out this track, man. It's a powerful track called The Heartbeat of God. Mm. God's Heartbeat, that's what it's called. Um, and maybe I could play, like, just a mix or whatever, like, like during the break or something like that, but not right now. But, um... It was a powerful track, man. It was a true blessing. I sang on the track. I have never mm, sang in my life. No track. <laughs> I got to hear you know that. What I'm exactly. <laughs> o sing all the time. And then yeah, O was yeah, cracking yeah. up because I told him at one point in, yeah. a, in, um, in the ministry that I was, I was like, I ain't singing. Okay. But I said it defiantly. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Father had other plans. He humbled me with that. So I was. I was no like, auto tune, right? No auto tune. Okay. I was like, I don't okay. want that, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> sound like Bam was doing a radio Dude. right there. I don't want that. Um, so f what we did, the groundwork of it has been laid. Uh, the mixing process is going to start very soon. So what do we have is very raw. But we got I got it out this morning. I wrote it mm. yesterday and recorded it today. 24-hour turnaround, man. Mm. Only the most high. Yes, I've never done anything like that. Wow. So um, I was happy to uh, to get that out, man. And just, and, and I mean, I'm thinking about his grace and his mercy, how he's been sustaining me all mm. week, even though there have been definite points and times where things have gone rough and I've mm. started beating myself up like I always do. Mm. What you said to open up. Mm. The devil's going to try to get at us for exposing him. Mm -hmm. So the attacks are going to be centered and focused on us. And if it's not us, then the ones we love. So mm -hmm. it's, it, it's, it's pertinent and it's imperative that we stay prayed up at all yes. times. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely. And I thank everyone out there who prays for this show, prays yes. for the members thank of you. these shows who we never know about. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm appreciative of that because uh, that's what keeps us going. That's what keeps us going. Um, what about you? Testimonies. What's going on? Today is day 13 of oh, my yeah. Daniel diet. Um, I was impressed when you guys were, you know, impressed to start the diet back in February. Right. I was on the same tip. 
I was like, Lord had delivered me from, from something, from a couple things, and I'm like, what's next? The appetite was a thing for me. And so around the time that we finished, I was, I was impressed to take some time off and to go back to it, wow. to do it cyclically. You know what I mean? So do it for a time and then go off and then do it for a time. And eventually, I want my off time to look more like my on time right, in right, terms right. of the way I'm eating. Gotcha. And, uh, and this time, my wife did it with me. It was actually hard for her. And I'm, I'm thinking about how tough it was for me mm-hmm. the first time you know, that we did it. But the Lord revealed to me before we started that we were going to be under attack as oh. a result. Um, there's some reasons behind it that I want to get into on the show. But we were going to be under attack. And yesterday, I'm talking to my wife. Actually, yesterday, my wife was not feeling well. Wake up to go to church. And she was like, I'll just come later. We're three minutes away from church. And um, so I'm like, cool. So I take the boys. I'm going to go out there. And then she sends me a text, but I didn't see until later that she was dressed to go. And she's going on the steps. And she falls down the stairs. Oh. And she sprained. Thank God. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty steep right. stairwell. Thank God nothing major happened, but she did sprain her leg and her ankle. So she can't, like, she's in bed right now. Like, oh, she mercy. can't, like, like uh, everything's iced up. But it was a wake-up call to us. We hadn't really been praying, like, together. Wow. We prayed together, like, maybe three times a whole week. And every single time I had prayed and she hadn't prayed. Okay. And so we hadn't come into agreement. It was late and she was going to sleep or time was short. She just didn't, she wasn't in the spirit. She has a lot yes. of anxiety because of the moving situation. Uh-huh. And so... The Lord spoke to me. You know those times where you are speaking to someone and it's basically God is taking over. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he's just yeah. speaking through oh, yeah. you. He's just yeah. speaking through you. Oh, so that yeah. happened oh, yeah. to me yesterday. And she was like, that was a word for me. That's exactly what I need to hear. Mercy. Amen. And I couldn't Amen. even remember most of what I said after the fact. Because she's relating right. back to me. That's you right. Know what That's I mean? how it is. That's uh, how it and, is. And realizing that a lot of times we treat spiritual problems physically. So we're under spiritual attack, but we treat these problems in a physical manner. We get frustrated. We get upset. You know what I mean? Maybe we go to the doctor and we act like this this physical condition is a physical situation when it's really a spiritual attack. Mm. And so we came to the realization that there was a spiritual goal that we need to get to. And the trials we're going through now are to prepare us spiritually for something specific in the near future. Mm. And so I want to challenge anybody who is listening and dealing with problems, barriers. High blood pressure? Yeah, high blood pressure. Where really what that is, is I told my wife the same thing. When you are stressed about something, you have put yourself in front of God. And we all do it. When you're worried about something, if God says, you know, he is the God of the impossible. So if we're trying to do what he does and we're stressing because we can't do the the things we want to do, that we think need to be done, then we're not saying not my will but thine be done. We're saying my will needs to be done and because it can't be done, I'm stressed about it. So... Please, anyone who's listening, you know, as, as, as difficult as it is, as it sounds, remember when you are worrying, that's idolatry. And it's, the, it's a perfect time when you're in the realm of the impossible to sit back and say, man, psh, God must have a better plan. I'm just going to sit back and let Watch him do his thing. Right. So I'm thankful. we got one more week on this diet. That's what's um, up. And we'll see how, see what, we'll see what more revelations come. There have been any, like, acceptable changes that you can see just, like, keeping in there? Because I know you got to change up your whole diet. So, so I have two shirts that I couldn't wear anymore. Oh. Matter of fact, the shirt I wore last night, uh, Friday night, to water for the thirsty, that red shirt, I couldn't wear that. Like, it was tight right. on me, and I could wear it now. Oh, 
So I, I have not done. I did a weight check before because that's part of the program. This one, right. there's a you know someone is doing some informations before and after. So I haven't weighed myself since then, but definitely I can fit a shirt that I wasn't able to fit before. Um, I don't only really miss the food per se. You know, the, the the big deal is being around. So like when y'all had the chicken out, right. you know what I mean. So being around it and smelling it, I'm just like, but the temptation to cheat, nah. Nah, that's what's up. You know what I mean? That's so. what's up. And that, I'm glad, you know what, that actually comes because I had the same type of suppression of that type of appetite when I was mm. doing it back in February. Mm. And there were certain things that I did on the regular to relieve stress and to take my mind off whatever mm. I was dealing with. But I didn't have a desire to do that because right. I wanted to remain faithful mm. to this diet. Mm. Now, the things that I did do that were like small is if I was trying to be so down to the wire as far as like the sugars. Remember yeah, I called you? Yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. the added sugars versus uh -huh. the sugars that's already that's in it. there. It's like everything got sugar in it. Everything. Except the air. That's it. You know what I'm saying? I can't eat nothing. But um but it, it inspired me to at least be more fastidious in looking at mm. the types of things I'm eating and not consume, especially my thing was condiments. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That's condiments, a big one. man. That, them joints thousand calories right there in yeah. some cases like a hollandaise sauce something like that oh man uh what's the name um what's that what's that barbecue sauce uh sweet sweet Season. baby rays uh, oh sweet, yes yeah sweet baby yeah. rays boy uh -huh. that is you don't need nothing else if you got some sweet baby rays <laughs> but um uh. but yeah man I had, I had to put that stuff down mm -hmm. man but um i'm looking forward because this this week actually i thought it was gonna happen last week so i have some health supplements that are being mailed to me by this program that my mother put me on to and they're going to help me as far as my dieting is concerned mm -hmm. but when that comes i plan to revert back to okay. the daniel diet for the most part there's sure. certain things that i can and cannot eat i'm definitely going to eliminate sugars sure, and white sure, starches sure. And, and carbohydrates a lot of that so it's mm -hmm. kind of like keto, keto but yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna try it you know what i'm saying and um because because of what i did in february it gives me more faith that i can do it, That's it. now you know what I'm saying? So I got, I'm and I'm telling you, it's easier the second time around than the first time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely. what's up. Definitely. And that, that whole thing of fasting, too. Like, mm -hmm. I want to, I know you do it now. Mm -hmm. Intermittent fasting, picking a day a week just to fast, that's actually, uh, it's actually good practice, mm -hmm. man. For what I do, what, it, what I know that it does biologically. Let me tell you how I know it's a good practice. Because my wife and I committed to one day a week, every the same day every week. Okay. And when that day comes... It's like when my wife is at work trying to pray, like she has set, set times to pray when she's on a fast. And immediately somebody will come in to distract her. Someone just out the blue, just, hey, I want to chat. Like you will never want to talk to me, but on this day you want to talk to me? Mm -hmm. So like every single week, and she's seeing that this is a concerted effort because the devil knows the value in fast. dedicating a, a fasting, of yeah. putting spiritual appetite above physical appetite. And so I told her, you have to recognize it for what it is and say either pray through it or say, you know what, I, I'm not going to let myself be distracted. I'm not mm. going to, hey, you know what, uh, give me half an hour. I'm not going to answer my phone. Whatever it takes because you realize that this is deliberate by the enemy to stop you from getting a blessing that's going to change your life. Mm. Man, that's powerful. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to these uh, these things arriving in the Something mail this week so I can get right back. What's the name on. of that program? Uh, it's uh, Products of the Tribe. That's the name of the company. Okay. But uh, they got a, like a, a private okay. Facebook group or whatever. There's okay. many testimonials on there. So um, I'm looking forward right. to it. Um, so let's get into a little bit of what we wanted to discuss. We did Water for the Thirsty Friday. Shout out to Jared Taylor, mm. who uh, runs Water for the Thirsty. He, uh, he's been on this show several times as well. Um, we were coming out of Matthew, the first couple chapters, mm -hmm. for the majority of the evening. For, for actually, for all of the evening. evening. But there were several other portions of the reading that was then that I wanted to talk about this today. Mm. Which and we both like, came into that with that because like there's there's a reading plan and there's maybe what 
18 chapters yeah. worth yeah. from one week to the next. Mm -hmm. And we both, this was in the reading, and we both were like, we want to come and talk about Balaam, and, and we never got to it. And praise God, because it was a good conversation. It was a good conversation. But, yeah. But this was reserved for right now, because yes. I was like, because that's usually been my thing. If I don't get a chance to talk about something on Water for the Thirsty, I mm -hmm. save it for here. So that takes us to the book of Numbers in the Old Testament, uh, chapter 22. That's where it starts. And we can just walk through this thing and, um, you know, see what uh, the Holy Spirit reveals. All right, so starting at um, chapter 22, verse 1. Then the children of Israel moved and camped in the plains of Moab on the side of the Jordan across from Jericho. Now Balak, son, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. And if y'all don't know, Israel had just rolled over these two kings named Og and Sihon. Mm -hmm. And they were very powerful Amorite kings and they had armies. But when Israel rolled through, they wiped them out. They went up against them. This, and initially started where Israel sent out uh, a message to yeah. King Sihon. It's like, Yo, can we just pass through your land? We're not going to so touch we, nothing. We're not going to eat nothing. You know, we'll pay for anything we use. Yeah, exactly. They did, they did it very courteously. Mm -hmm. But Sihon was like, nah, bump that. I don't want y'all doing it. And then he rose up and went That's out right. against them mm -hmm. and got destroyed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So When keep it a real goes wrong. Keep, exactly. <laughs> his, his pride got swelled. Um, they did the same thing to Og uh, as well. So now Balak, who is uh, the next one, the next uh, monarch, he knows they're coming. And in verse 3, I continue, it says, And Moab was exceedingly afraid of the people because they were many. And Moab was sick with dread because of the children of Israel. That's how scared they were. They were sick with dread. They just, the anticipation of it was too much. So Moab said to the elders of Midian, Now this company will lick up everything around us as an ox licks up grass of the field. And Balak, the son of Zippor, was king of the Moabites at the time. Then he sent messengers to Balaam, the son of Baor, at Pethor which is near the river Euphrates in the land of the sons of his people to call him saying, look, a people has come from Egypt. See, they cover the face of the earth and are settling next to me. Therefore, please come at once. Curse these people for they have, for they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that he whom you bless is blessed and he whom you curse is cursed. I want to stop right there because my first question about the, the, this was like, Balaam wasn't no Israelite, mm -hmm. but he was clearly somebody who the Most High favored because Balak says right here, he says, man, whoever you curse is cursed, mm -hmm. and whoever you bless is blessed. So he has some type of power. You know what I'm saying? Something, he has some he has, type and he has a reputation for being powerful with the God of, of the Israelites. Of Israelites, mm -hmm. right. Uh, keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Now that you just, he has, mm -hmm. a, he has a reputation for mm -hmm. being powerful with the God mm -hmm. of the Israelites. So there's something... <laughs> in Balaam's life that, you know, is, is appeasing to God. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing I said. So let's continue on verse 8. He said to them, hold on, so the elders, oh, verse 7, I'm seven. sorry. So the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the diviner's fee. So he was a diviner, mm -hmm. which means he does divinations and stuff like that, in their hand, and they came to Balaam and spoke to him the words of Balak. And he said to them, stay here tonight, and I will bring back word to you as Yahweh speaks to me. So the princes of Moab stayed the night. Now, just so we're clear, the diviner's fee, basically they're going to pay him to to levy a curse against the, the children of Israel. Exactly. So, yeah, let's, I'm glad you brought that mm -hmm. up. So the money he was getting wasn't just for him to make the trip. Mm -hmm. It's for him to make the trip and pronounce the curse. Right. So that's what the money it's was like a hit. It's like a hit. Right. Like a professional hit and contract. Exactly. Yeah. So, they, so, this is, so they told him that. So now 
<laughs> this is becoming clear. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Balaam knows why they're there. Mm -hmm. Now, verse 9 is where I was like, now, you see here? First of all, God don't ask no questions right. that he don't know the answers mm -hmm. to. So if he asks a question in Scripture, it's rhetorical. It's to make you think. Mm -hmm. It's to make you understand something. Mm -hmm. So in verse 9, it says, then Yah came to Balaam and said, who are these men with you? In other words, they shouldn't be with you. They shouldn't be with right. you. They already came to tell you that, mm -hmm. you, that they calling you to curse my people. Mm -hmm. So why you even let them stay? Right, right. So that's 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 the question he asked. And Balaam answers him knowing that God already knows the answer. He's right. not thinking about why is he asking me this question. <laughs> exactly. So he says, so Balaam said to God, Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, have sent to me saying, look, a people has come out of Egypt and they cover the face of the earth. Come now, curse them for me. Perhaps I shall be able to overpower them and drive them out. And God said to Balaam, you shall not go with them. You shall not curse the people, for they are blessed. So Balaam rose in the morning and said to the princes of Balak, go ahead back to your, to your due and to your land, because Yahweh has refused to give me permission to go with you. And the princes of Moab rose and went to Balak and said, Balaam refuses to come with us. Then what did Balak do? <laughs> he said, again, I'm going to send more princes, more numerous, and then have... More, they have more, more, honor. more honor. They have more honor than anyone it's else. Implied that they offer Important. more money. Exactly. More jewels, whatever it have. He's like everybody's got a price. Mm -hmm. He didn't like those. Let me let me come with some more, some more heat. So in verse sixteen it says, and they came to Balaam and said to him, Thus says Balak the son of Zippor, Please let nothing hinder you from coming to me, for I will certainly honor you greatly, and I will do whatever you say to me. Therefore, please come and curse this people for me. So then Balaam answered and said to the servants of Balak, though Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of Yahweh, my God, to do less or more. And then in verse 19, now, therefore, please, you also stay here tonight that I may know what more Yahweh will say to me. Now, what's point, up with that? Yeah, exactly. This is where I got to make a point. <laughs> he invited these more important dudes to stay with him in hopes that Yahweh would change his mind. Now, how many people can identify with that? <laughs> we flirt around with temptations. Mm -hmm. We flirt around in situations. I'm speaking to myself mm -hmm. where we should not be. We've already been told one thing, yeah. but because we dibble, dibble dabble in the air, because it feels good. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? These people are honoring him. Right. They're, they're boosting his pride. You know, mm -hmm. come with us, man. Mm -hmm. We're more important than the last dudes that came with you. Right. We got more money. Right. You know what I'm saying? You the man. Come speak and pronounce this curse. And my man's got a blank check. Yeah, name blank, your, a blank name check. your price. <laughs> and you can tell him what to do. Right. Anything you tell him to do, he's going to do it. And so he tells these people. And so it doesn't come back to his mind that the Most High asked him the question the first time, why are they staying with mm -hmm. you? So he, he offers for them to stay again. Right. But, 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 but his first response was a correct one. So he, see. He told him. He told him. He's like, I can't, no matter how much you give me, I right. cannot do, I cannot go against God. Mm -hmm. But then he starts thinking about mm -hmm. it. Hmm. You know why he did that? Mm. To cover himself mm. so that he could allow them to be stayed again because okay. he thinks that's a little bit of presumption on his part. Okay, okay. Maybe if I tell them and show in front of God, hey, can't hey, do I'm what doing he say, mm -hmm. but you go ahead and stay with me just right. in case God will honor that and mm. change his mind. Right, So Okay, right, right, so right. that was what came to me out of, out of that verse. Was, mm. Did you have anything else? No, that's oh. perfect. Okay. And so verse 20 says, God and God came to Balaam at night and said, if the men come to call you, right? I'm going to read this specifically because yes. this is what we found out. If. if the men come to call you, rise and go with them, but only the word which I speak to you 
that you shall do. I wish O was here, but I know O going to call it and do something. What's the definition of the word if? I-F. And I know he probably already know it. <laughs> well, what's interesting is, so you were there when we were looking at the different versions of the Bible. Right. Right. So speak about that. About this, about this particular verse. And then so I'm, I'm actually pulling up BibleHub.com because it doesn't allow me to see the same verse in multiple versions in the same spot. Right. And so when you look at it, virtually every version of the Bible has, oh, let me backtrack. Every older version, so King James, New King James, based on that particular text, has the word if. So conditional, if the men have come to call you in the morning, then you can go with them, but you can only do what I tell you to do. But in the New International Version, in the Living Translation, it says, since these men have come to summon you, go with them. And it creates a contradiction. We'll see in the next couple of verses. If the verse is since, then God is giving, most high is sanctioning him, allowing him to go with them in the morning. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing that comes up next won't make any sense. Right. But we see that the other, most of the versions of the Bible, they have it correct. If, then you can go. Right. And so it's, uh, it's, it's assumed, as you keep reading, that when they left in the morning without him. Mm -hmm. They left in, they, that was perceived. But mm -hmm. in verse 21... Mm -hmm. It says, so Balaam rose in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the princes of Moab. Now, when I looked at that text in the commentaries, what, that's where I got that idea from. Mm -hmm. That basically, they left. The condition was not satisfied. Like, they didn't call him in the morning. They just rolled they just out. Rolled. And then he was like, oh, y'all leaving? And then he went after he went them. After. He went after them. Man, so, so it shows that that temptation or that pull to mm -hmm. get a little bit of that cheddar Yes. And to be honored by this king of the Amorites at the time, that was, you know, enticing to him. Mm -hmm. Which, and it would be to any one of us. Right. I don't want to try to separate us from him saying, look at this dude. Yeah. But we can definitely see ourselves in this situation, maybe in another scenario. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be the fact we're being honored by a king. Maybe mm -hmm. it's something that we just really, really want to do. Appetite. And we're looking There's for any excuse. It could be a sexual appetite. It could yeah. be food appetite. We, really, we, we, know what's, we know what's right mm -hmm. and we know what's wrong. We have a conviction. I ain't going to do that. But we circle back. We mm. stay in the area of, as you said, area, of temptation man. and allow ourselves to be plucked up again. Man. Go ahead. Can you, can you pick up from 22? Verse 22 is the key verse that really makes 20 a contradiction if God is giving his okay. Okay, that's right. So verse 22 says, then God's anger was aroused because he, Balaam, he went, went. And the angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as an adversary against him. And he was riding on his donkey and two servants were with him. Now, so if... The Most High is getting upset. Mm -hmm. The only reason why he can get upset is if this condition was not satisfied. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, he is a double-minded God. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, he is someone who says, okay, go ahead and go because they've come, but only do what I tell you. Now, when you go, now I'm mad at you? No. They didn't call him. So I gave you condition. I gave you specific parameters, and you decided that to follow your own appetite and go rushing after these people after I told you the only way you go is if they call you. Mm. Now, verse 23 is this is this is this is the key. This is what always gives. This is a miracle. Mm -hmm. Now, the donkey, verse 23, saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field. So Balaam struck the donkey to turn her back onto the road. Mm -hmm. And the angel of the Lord stood in the narrow path between the vineyards with a wall on this side and a wall on that side. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pushed herself against the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. So he struck her again. Then this is this is two times now. Twice. Verse 26. Then the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right hand or to the left. 
And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam. So basically she had nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. He lays down under Balaam. And so Balaam's anger was aroused and he struck the donkey with his staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey and she said to Balaam, what have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? <laughs> and then what? And, and, and Balaam doesn't say, wait a minute, why are you talking to me? He just starts talking back there because he's so consumed with his desire to to, 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 to to fulfill this path of sin. And he's mad that these barriers are being put in his path. So he just lashes out and he says, because Man. you have abused me, I wish there were a sword in my hand for I would kill you. Mm. And the donkey said to Balaam, am I not your donkey on which you have ridden ever since I became yours to this day? Was I ever disposed to do this to you? And he said, no. Carrying on this conversation with this, with this dumb animal. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes and now he sees the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And he bowed his head and fell flat on his face. Mm. And, the, and the angel of the Lord said to him, why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I have come out to stand against you because your way is perverse before me. Mm. The donkey saw me and turned aside from me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, surely I would have also killed you by now and Amen. let her live. And so now comes the confession. Balaam says to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know that you stood in the way against me. Now, therefore, if it, if it displeases you, I will turn back. Hmm. That's interesting that. So he's going on this path. He sees the stumbling blocks. He's not willing to interpret those as. God, who he serves, pushing him away from doing evil. So now he has this moment of repentance and he he asked the most high again. OK. And he often said, you know, if you want, I'll, I'll just turn back now. Now, why do you think the most high gave him permission? Because obviously he didn't give him permission the first time. Right. So why do you think that he would give him permission now? He says, OK, go ahead and go, but only speak the word that I give you. It's a bigger lesson than mine. Mm -hmm. It's a lesson not only for Balak, but it's a lesson for Balaam, especially mm -hmm. after being humbled like mm -hmm. this. And maybe now he's being more receptive to get it. And I'm telling you, man, when you're reading this story, I can see, I mean, really, people who are watching and listening to this, mm -hmm. see yourself in a That's situation right. where you have seen obstacles out of nowhere come up to what I felt, what I dealt with last night mm -hmm. when I got frustrated, yeah. you know, on a whole other topic. Mm -hmm. But when stuff starts getting in your way and it doesn't make any type of sense, mm -hmm. Sometimes we can blindly push past it to achieve our own selfish goals. Mm -hmm. Goals usually selfish by that time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like by any means necessary. So really, when you hear about this story, see yourself in those in this position. And also come to the understanding that Balaam was given a chance to admit, mm -hmm. to confess, to repent. And that's exactly what he did. Not everybody will, well, we will all get that chance, but not everybody will make the choice to do that. So... That's very important. I want to draw that out, the fact that he apologized. And mm. then this is when the Most High said, mm. continue. You go. Continue. Mm -hmm. um, finish it up until 23. Okay, we are. Up until chapter 23. I think we are. I'll read 35 again. Okay. The angel of the Lord said to Balaam, go with the men, but only the word which I speak to you, that you shall speak. So Balaam went with the princes of Balaam. Now, when Balak heard that Balaam was coming, he went out to meet him at the city of Moab, which is on the border at the Arnon, the boundary of the territory. Then Balak said to Balaam, did I not earnestly send to you, calling for you? Why did you not come to me? Am I not able to honor you? Mm. And Balaam said to Balak, look, I've come to you. Yeah. Now, have I any power at all to say anything? The, the word that God puts in my mouth, that I must speak. 
So Balaam went with Balak, and they came to Kerjath Kazoth. Mm -hmm. Then Balaam offered oxen and sheep, and he sent them. He sent some to Balaam and to the princes who were with him. Mm -hmm. So it was the next day that Balak took Balaam and brought him up to the high place of Baal, Baal, the false god, the false god. that from there he might observe the extent of the people. That was the problem right hmm. there. He went to a high place of a false god to observe the people. Wasn't mm -hmm. nothing going good come, right. come from that. Mm -hmm. And notice that was the first place that he went mm -hmm. with the word that the Most High gave him at the time. Yeah. First place was where... A, that's significant because mm. if you're a, at a high place mm. of a false god, you should be underneath, if that god is real, mm. the power and the presence of that false god. Right. But even while he was there, he couldn't do nothing but speak the word the of the most high god, mm. the true god, over Israel. Mm. And, um, yeah, mm. I thought that was significant as well. So it says, going on to chapter 23, it says, Then Balaam said to Balak, Build seven altars for me here. And prepare for me here seven bulls and seven rams. Now I was I was looking at that. I was mm -hmm. like, did he? I was like, where did he learn to sacrifice like mm -hmm. that? You know, of course the number seven is is mm -hmm. a holy number. Yeah. So it's like he did that first, and then he prophesied. You know what what the father gave him. I thought that was interesting. If there's anything else in that, then uh, we can explore it. But um, but in verse two it says, and Balak did just as Balaam had spoken, and Balak and Balaam offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Then Balaam said to Balak, stand by your burning offering and I will go. Perhaps Yahweh will come to me to meet me and whatever he shows me, I will tell you. So he went to a desolate height. But what do you think the expectation of Balaam was at this point? Because he has seen an angel of the Lord. He's heard an animal speak. So at this point, his conviction should be, and all these people who say they want a sign, I need a sign that God's doing this, I need a sign that most high is working in my life. So he's seen a multitude of signs, convincing evidence. What do you think his thought process is going to this false god, uh, this high place, and setting up these altars the way that he would be sacrificing to the Lord? Don't you think his expectation is that whatever comes out of his mouth is still going to be still gonna God's be, word? Yeah, still. But he's still putting it to the test. And then in the very next verse, um, he could like Yahweh actually comes down to no, no, not right there. It says verse four, verse four uh, and God. Oh, yeah, he did. And mm. God met Balaam and he said to him, I have prepared seven altars and I have offered on each altar a bull and a ram. Mm. Then Yahweh said, put a word. In, hmm. Then Yahweh put a word in Balaam's mouth and said, return to Balak and thus you shall speak. So he returned to him and there he was standing by his burnt offering. He and all the princes of Moab. And he took up his oracle and said, Balak, the king of Moab has brought me from Aram, from the mountains from the east. Come, curse Jacob for me and come denounce Israel. How shall I curse whom hmm. God has not cursed? And how shall I denounce whom the Lord has not denounced? For from the top of the rocks I see him, and from the hills I behold him. Man, there, a people dwelling alone, not reckoning itself among the nations. Who can count the dust of Jacob or number one-fourth of Israel? Man, a fourth. Mm. Let me, can you imagine that, <laughs> yeah. people? Uh -huh. Let me Millions. die the death of the righteous and let, me end, and let my end be like this. Mm. Then Balak said to Balaam, what have you done to me? I took you to curse my enemies, and look, you have blessed them bountifully. Now, here's something to, to really keep in mind. At this point, the children of Israel have been vacillated between apostasy, between sinning and being faithful. Yeah. At this point, they're faithful. Yeah. They're being faithful. They're not worshiping other gods, whatever what have you. And the lesson that I get out of this is when you are obedient to God, mm -hmm. when you're obedient to the Most High and, and what he's told you to do, Devil could come at you with all kind of foolishness. Mm. It's not going to touch you. 
And what I mean by it's not going to touch you, you, God may, the most High may let something slip through, but that is going to be something that blesses. It's a blessing for you mm. as opposed to divination, as opposed to curses, as opposed to things that are, are meant to hurt you, that, 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 that do hurt you. If you are being obedient, you're being faithful, those who try to curse you will turn to a blessing. Mercy. That's powerful. And only the most high can do that. Mm -hmm. Turn somebody else's curse into right. a blessing. Um, verse 12, and he says, So he answered and said to him, Must I not take heed to what Yahweh has put in my mouth? 13. Then Balak said to him, Please come with me to another place from which you may see. You shall see only the outer part of them and shall not see them all. Cursed him from me there. He <laughs> wanted to take him to just view a portion mm -hmm. instead of the whole because maybe, mm -hmm. you know what it is? Maybe, maybe the whole is too intimidating. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. So because you see in all of them and you feel like maybe, yes. maybe that's in the back of your mind. Maybe right. you can't handle it. So mm -hmm. let me just give you a little piece of it mm -hmm. and let's see if you'll still capitulate now right. that you get a little bit of what you want instead of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Now think about that. Mm. Just just tidbits. Now you ain't gotta have a whole thing. You ain't gotta do the whole thing yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, you ain't gotta yeah. indulge all the way. Just a little, just a little bit. bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just huh, a little I never bit. thought of that. Yeah, uh -huh. just a little bit. So and you, you know, devil devil's subtle. Well, You're yeah. gonna drop the breadcrumbs. That's right. You're gonna just be in the forest, just picking them up and eating. Follow you know? to the mousetrap. Exactly. <laughs> so all right, where were we? <laughs> uh verse fourteen. Verse fourteen. So he brought them. Okay, so he brought him to the field. So now the first they were on a high place. Now they're in a the field of Zophim of Zophim. And to the top of Pisgah, and built seven altars, and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. And then, and he said to Balak, "Stand here by your burnt offering, and I will meet Yahweh over there." Then Yahweh met Balaam and put a word in his mouth and said, "Go back to Balak, and thus you shall speak." So he came to him, and there he was standing by his burnt offerings, and the princes of Moab were with him. And Balak said to him, "What has Yahweh spoken?" Then he took up his oracle and said, "Rise up, Balak, and hear. Listen to me, son of Zippor, Yahweh." Yah is not, this is, we this love is to it. quote this. Yes. <laughs> Yah is not a man mm. that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. <laughs> has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and, he, and will he not make it good? Behold, I have received a command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot reverse it. He has not observed iniquity in Jacob, in Jacob nor has he seen wicked. Mm, mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Mm. 21, he has not observed mm -hmm. iniquity mm -hmm. in Jacob, nor has he seen wickedness in Israel. Yahweh is God, not Yahweh his God is with him, and the shout of the king is among them. Speak to you Wait a minute. <laughs> After all the children of Israel that did, up until that point, went through the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. With, 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 with many murmuring. options, yes. of, uh, many, yeah. many complaints. Mm -hmm. Joshua murmuring. about to take over. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if we at the end of Moses' term, mm. we talking about all the mess that they put him through mm -hmm. to when they drove him to almost pull his hair out of his head. But what did the prophet David say in Psalms? He said, I will separate your sins as far as the, the east and from the, the west. Man, you somebody think, better shout off this. Yeah. Look. When you are forgiven, he says he has not observed yeah. their iniquity. Nor has, he, now he's, now has he seen wickedness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he said, Yahweh is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. So not only he's still, he's proud of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, that's my people right there. Can't say nothing about them. Can't say nothing about, oh, man. So as soon you. as you ask for forgiveness, man. he casts those sins into the sea of forgetfulness like you never even sinned. Oh, man. And he's proud of Yeah. <laughs> That hit me. I ain't never seen that before. Mm. I wish I had my dog on highlight. That's a mess. <laughs> I'm going to remember that, though. Um, 
22. <laughs> Yah brings them out of Egypt. He has strength like a wild ox, for there is no sorcery mm -hmm. against Jacob, nor any divination against Israel. Speaking of what you said, That's the right. devil mm -hmm. throwing stuff at mm -hmm. you ain't going to happen. It now must be said of Jacob and of Israel, oh, what Yah has done. And when it comes to spiritual warfare, this is one of the texts that we use. This okay. is something, this is a promise that I pray, that I claim back to God. Mm -hmm. I mean, every time that you're praying, you need to be in this word and be be reciting those promises back to him. Not that you're being disrespectful. You're saying, Lord, you said this, what's going on? Mm -hmm. You said there was no sorcery, no definition against the house of Jacob. And I got to go up to verse 21 to make sure that I, there's no iniquity, there's no wickedness going on. So I'm like, dude. Am I, have I repented? I, I've I repented. Confess? Search me, O oh Lord, to see if there's any wicked way in me. Yeah. Okay, so I've repented of that. What's going on? And so I claim that promise, and this is something that, that allows, when I'm having a conversation with someone, mm -hmm. usually it goes back to verse 21, and they can think about something in their past that has opened up a door for them, some sin, some unknown sin, some yeah, practice man. they got into that has opened up a door for divination to be levied against them. Mercy. You know? That's serious. Um, mm, that's serious. Cons we, I think we spoke about this. I know we spoke about this offline, but consider the things in your home mm. that may be given access to the wrong spiritual en entities to mm -hmm. enter and fool with you, That's right. whatever they may be. And you know what they are. Mm -hmm. Some you may not, but some you definitely, liquor bottles in your fridge, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Weed in your house, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, anything like that. What would the Most High not have you to possess? That could be a gateway for the enemy to come in, so that needed to be stated. I swear I'm talking to you. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Um, to ourselves. To ourselves. <laughs> 24. Look, a people rises like a lioness mm. and, it, and lifts itself up like a lion. It shall not lie down until it defiles the prey and drinks the blood of the slain. Then Balak said to Balaam, neither cursed him at all, nor blessed him at all. Matter of fact, just shut up. Mm -hmm. So Balaam answered and said to Balak, did I not tell you saying <laughs> all that Yahweh speaks I must do? Mm -hmm. Going into verse 27. Then Balak said to Balaam, here we go again. Mm -hmm. Please come and I will take you to yet another place. Mm -hmm. Perhaps. Mm -hmm. That's why I was asking Oda to find perhaps. Mm -hmm. It will please Yah that you may curse them for, for me from there. Now this is after he didn't told him God is not a man that he should lie nor the son of man that he should repent or change his mind. Right. And this is the reason why he had to still go because mm -hmm. Balak needed to learn this lesson. Right. Because by his persistence, mm -hmm. he wasn't fully getting it yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he doesn't understand. He's only heard about God, but he hasn't experienced right. God. Not yet. That's mm -hmm. why That's why. That's it. That's mm -hmm. it. That's in there. Um. Okay, so 28. So Balak took Balaam to the top of Peor. Oh. <laughs> to the top of Peor that overlooks the wasteland. Wait a minute. Isn't Balaam from Peor? Peor? Yeah. He's son of... Um, I'm just seeing it. Yeah, see. son, son of, of Peor. Oh, no, no. Oh, Zippor. Zippor. Son of Zippor, yes. yes. <laughs> top of Peor. All right. I thought he was still... I thought that was still the same place. Balaam, the son of Beor. That's what it is. Verse Beor, 5. Beor, not 20. Peor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. At Pethor. That's so all these years. They dance all around it. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, wait a minute. Ain't he from there? He took him to before. his homeland yeah, and tried yeah. to curse him? I was like, all right. But 29. Then Balaam said to Balak, build for me here seven altars and prepare for me here seven bulls and seven rams. And Balak did as Balaam had said and offered a bull and a ram on every altar. Mm. Pick up on 24 for me. Okay, verse chapter 24, verse 1. Now, when Balaam saw that it pleased Yah to bless Israel, he did not go as at other times to seek to use sorcery, but he set his face toward the wilderness. Mm. And Balaam raised his eyes and saw Israel encamped according to their tribes, and the Spirit of God came upon him. Let's pause right there. Mm. Before when he prophesied both times, he just went and he picked up his oracle. Right. 
He did it. Mm-hmm. But now, in this verse, it says, the verse before, now this is making sense because I did not think of this before. Mm-hmm. It said that he sought to use sorcery before mm-hmm. by picking up the oracle. Yeah, yeah. I'm just now seeing I never noticed that, that either. Time. The first <laughs> never two times that. he picked up the oracle mm-hmm. and he was using sorcery and mm-hmm. he still had the bless. Right. Yeah. But this time, the spirit, the comes ruach upon. comes upon him. Right. And then he goes into what he says. Mm-hmm. Now, now watch how grandiose and much broader <laughs> his speech is in this third, what is it, the third prophecy. This is the third one where it's no longer sorcery. No this longer is strictly sorcery. the spirit this of the God. The spirit. Now, and he's he... submitted to it. It seems like he's submitting to that. He raises <laughs> his eyes, he that. sees that, and then well, he, now he takes up his oracle. But now he's under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Right. He took up his oracle, verse 3, and said, The utterance of Balaam, the son of, ba- the son of Baor, the utterance of the man whose eyes are open. Now, remember, oh. his eyes were open before when he saw the angel of the Lord standing after his insistence of going against God's will. Yeah. And he's seeing that. First two times, now he's seeing, wait a minute, this is pleasing the Lord, so now his eyes have been opened. Verse 4, the utterance of him who hears the word of Yah, who sees the vision of the Almighty, who falls down with eyes wide open. Now, this is the prophecy. Mm. How lovely are your tents, tents O Jacob, your dwellings, O Israel. Like valleys that stretch out, like gardens by the riverside, like aloes planted by the Lord, like cedars beside the waters. He shall pour waters from his buckets, and his seeds shall be in many waters. His king shall be higher than Agag, and his kingdom shall be exalted. God brings him out of Egypt. He has a strength like a wild ox. He shall consume the nations, his enemies. He shall break their bones and pierced them with his arrows. He bows down, he lies down as a lion, and as a lion, who shall rouse him? Blessed is he who blesses you, and cursed is he who curses you. Now, I want to say this. He pretty much just blessed the whole conquest. Mm-hmm. You're right. He laid out the whole Josh, Joshua judges, the whole, all, everything, all, all of the victories. They're going to go tear some stuff up. There it is, because of this brother. They're about right to go there. get their land, and ain't nobody going to be able to stop mm. him, and I'm blessing them. He laid out, maybe... The Most High used him mm. after the donkey incident mm. to not only teach a lesson to Balak, but to bless the conquest. Right. From, from Because after the spirit moved on, that's what happened. Right. Because it was supposed to happen mm. like that. They were supposed to go in and possess the land. But it's very interesting. We're going to keep going, but it's very interesting what happened after this blessing mm. in chapter 25. We ain't going to read 25, but I'm going to... We're going to talk about that. Yes, yeah. yes. So go, so go ahead. But what's also interesting is the fact that here it is... Um, Balaam was disobedient when he went after them the first time. Mm-hmm. And then when he has to send, the Most High sends the angel of the Lord. So I was one, and, and the Lord has always told me, don't think, because I love the movie, the movie Back to the Future. I love time travel movies. And he's like, don't think of the way I do things like time travel movies. Like, well, if that hadn't happened, then this wouldn't have happened. Right, if right, I went right, back right, and right, took right, it, right, right. like, so that. I'm thinking, how is it that, God, how is it the Most High would have basically put this opportunity only if Balaam was disobedient. In other words, if Balaam had been obedient, then how would he, none of this would have happened. Right. You see what I'm saying? None of that, Balak would not have had a testimony. We wouldn't have had these wonderful prophecies, including the fourth one we we're about to read. So I'm thinking like, how is it, what was God's original plan? Mm. You see what, what I'm saying? Because God blesses regardless of our foolishness right. and we end up, you know, his providence. But what was his original plan? And we only can speculate. You know what I'm saying? That these we, blessings were, were, were to be administered and, and that his testimony was going to be administered. We, we, we do know that his mission is to 
the salvation of souls. Mm, right. Ever since the fall, mm -hmm. the plan of salvation was put in place. So that is, that's job number one. Right. So however he can reach even a wayward, idolatrous king mm -hmm. like Balak, who was king of the Amorites, he was going to, was it Amorites or Moabites? Either, uh, Moabites. 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 Yeah, yeah. So by doing that, he was trying to reach him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's how, that's how I take it. Sure. And teaching also Balaam a lesson and knowing, like, I know what's inside your heart, man. Mm -hmm. I know what you really want. I understand right. that. But right. still, right. you're going to say what I want you sure, to say. Sure, sure, sure. And after eyes were open, like what he said in the third prophecy, and he and his mind is open to the words, it, it, you become different when you mm -hmm. hear stuff like that. Mm -hmm. When your eyes are open, you can't see stuff the same. That's right. When your ears are open and you hear him speak to you, you're more attuned to his voice. Stuff that did not make sense now makes sense. You can't watch the same. I was watching, mm -hmm. um, I was, I was watching, um, Oh, man, you're going to hate me for this because we talk about this all the time. I was watching Avengers uh, Infinity, Infinity War, War. again mm -hmm. today just, just to have it on. Right, right. And I was, there was so much rhetoric in there. It was so blasphemous. Mm. I mean, in the first 10 to 15 minutes of the movie, the, the, the best, the enemy, Thanos says, I am. I am, yeah, yeah, And, the, yeah, and yeah. they sectioned <laughs> it off to where he just said, I am. He yeah. was saying a sentence, but then he paused uh -huh. and he said, I am. And I was yes. just like, oh. He's like, destiny is here. I hear it. I am, yeah. I heard, first time I watched the movie, I peeped that. And then and then that wizard who works with him who does Strange. nothing but extol him. Yeah. No, 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 no. Thanos' is dude, that skinny guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who yeah, does yeah. nothing but extol him okay. and talk to him like he is a god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I was like, he's getting this prey. Like, the joint sounded like holy, almost mm. the stuff he was saying. And I was mm. just like, this mm. stuff is in here. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, I heard somebody say the other day, I was, they was like, man, the, the Marvel movies and all that stuff, that's like the Star Wars of our generation. Because their, their saga was like, what, 60s, 70s? Six, yeah, yeah, well, 70s, 80s. 70s, 80s, 80s yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like the comic book era is mm. like equivalent to our star, their Star Wars or whatever. And whatever. it's it's a really, as we've talked offline, it's a, it's, it's a bait and switch. It is. Because if you've ever watched those movies, they begin with science fiction. You know, and everything is just science and science and science. And then it's just kind of a little bit here. And then Strange comes out. And he's clearly he's a magical. Cult. He's a wizard. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he's by this point, you're like 10, 15 episode, uh, movies in. So you're like invested. What happened? You know what I'm saying? What's going to happen? Like, I know this got some funny stuff. And then Black Panther comes out. And there's, there's a little things in there. But I know, but I got to watch that. And so, but now you're hooked. Now you're hooked. Now, if the devil had come with like some, for me. Some Harry Potter stuff. I'm like, I ain't watching that. Because that's obvious. It's obvious. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I got a way to get you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have a way to get you. Oh, he got poison in. for everybody. Oh, yeah, everybody. He knows, he, he's been around since mm -hmm. Adam, so he knows he knows what everybody's that's poison it. is. Man. That's he it. He knows. Um, well, and with yeah. Balaam, his poison was money and, and recognition. And honor. And yeah. honor. Uh -huh. Right. And he knew that was always going to be the best. So as obedient as Balaam would be at times, he's like, that's always in the back of his mind. Maybe I can change God's now, mind. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. I don't want to, I'm going to speak, I'm not going to speak in evil over somebody. Mm. But I'll put it like, I'll make it general. Mm. Pastors and preachers who mm. speak to the Most High, mm -hmm. who communicate with him and even give a word from him, who consider money and honor above his word, trying mm. to coerce mm -hmm. and trying to get what they want from him in order to, do stuff with their congregation or increase mm -hmm. memberships and mm -hmm. this stuff. That's the same thing. What's what's different? They, they they speak a word. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Pastor, come to my church and speak. Mm -hmm. They want you to speak on this type of topic during this type of time, and this, and they do it. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll pay you this yeah. this amount. You know what I'm saying? And we know several that do that. I ain't, Don't, anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. anybody who's listening can think of somebody who's who's done that or heard about someone mm -hmm. who's done that, but. I just want to point out the fact that it is similar. Mm -hmm. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. When you are a man, oh, man, 
man, this is this is hits home. <laughs> I know y'all gonna feel me. When you try mm. your best to be a man of God, it requires so mm. much self abnegation. You take self out of it. It, it. You become selfless, but you still got that urge to be self. So any mm. little bit of fame or honor or self recognition you mm -hmm. can get, you still hunger after that. Now he takes it out. He removes it, but he may leave in some in there to test you right. because you got to empty the self. Right. Keep you on your knees. Mm -hmm. You got to die to self daily. So that is, clearly that's what Balaam was dealing with. Mm -hmm. But God knew that, man. Mm -hmm. He knew it. He's been dealing with that from all his men right, right. because it's a hard. It's it you're going to endure trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. You're going to undergo, undergo, undergo attacks. So whenever you can get a breath of fresh air, say, mm -hmm. I did a good job. Yeah. But let me tell you all something that's more valuable that. than that. And me and O was talking about this this week, man. We talk about this regularly, actually, at least monthly. We mentioned it. When Yah takes the time to honor you mm. in his time, it comes out of nowhere, That's unexpected, right. and it, it'll move you to tears. Mm. Case in point, when me and O got nominated for right. that Men of Honor joint, mm. we would talk about that just either this week or last week. We mm. was like, man, we was about to leave. Mm. We was about to roll. Yeah. We, was about, we was like, man, we ain't getting nothing up yeah. here. All these old distinguished yeah. brothers in suits, everybody was older than us. And that's why the most I let that happen. Yeah. That's we we was that. like, and when we got down there, man, I couldn't do nothing but put my head down. Mm. I think about it I think about it maybe like once a month. I was mm. like, just, I don't know why he's doing this to us because we mm. jacked up. You know, We was thinking about leaving and doing yeah. that. I think that's the very reason why he did that. I, I'm, I'm directed back to some of your grandfather's sermons, but he talked about, you know, being audited by the IRS because he's making too little money. Like, how are you able to, to, to sustain a life not making money? Where he would say on numerous occasions, like, you know, I know how to preach in a way that I can, I can have this place full mm -hmm. and they pay me money for it. I know how to do it, yeah, but I'm not yeah, going to do that. Yeah. I get paid a, a strict salary, whether you guys come or not, and I'm going to speak the truth because... When you're up there and people laud you with all these ad adulations, the temptation is there and people will pay. And not only pay, women will throw themselves at you. You know what I'm saying? I hear all kind of horror stories about that. So you're in a position where devil can just mm, get to you and find that thing that you really like and you have to be continually putting yourself down. And as you said, God's going God's gonna to take some of it away, but leave just enough where you have to be keep constantly you, on your you, knees. Keep you dependent, man. That's it. He knows the greater danger is to not keep you dependent. There it if he is. blessed you too much, gave you everything you mm -hmm. want, he knows you would forget about him. Yep. Everybody's done it. Take the year off. Take it. Exactly. <laughs> like, I ain't gonna talk good. to the guy. I, gonna, I don't need him. I'm good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Money coming in. Mm -hmm. Everything paid off. Mm -hmm. I'm debt free. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Let me keep you just in a little bit of debt. So you mm -hmm. got to keep lifting me or keep yeah. searching my face, man. We need it. He Let's knows. He word. knows we need it, man. Mm -hmm. I'm glad he knows because mm -hmm. <laughs> I swear we a mess, man. Totally Where was that? Um. So verse. Um, verse 10, Okay. then Balak's anger was aroused against Balaam and he struck his hands together. And Balak said to Balaam, I called you to curse my enemies and look, you have bountifully blessed them these three times. Yeah. Now, therefore, flee to your place. Just bounce, man. You ain't do me no good. Yeah. I said I would greatly honor you, but in fact, the Lord has kept you back from honor. So you see how you twist it around? So because you decided oh. to be faithful to the most high, right. he is the one who has robbed you of a chance to be big and mighty. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So go go, to go home and talk to God and tell him, man, why did you, you know what I'm saying? Why I didn't really that? notice how he, he, he tried to put he the onus. It. He yeah. tried to flip it. But right. that's what the devil will do. Yeah. Right? That's oh, what yeah. he'll do. Mm -hmm. So 11. Balaam reminds oh, him. No, no. Yeah, verse 12. Oh. Balaam reminds him, did I not speak 
also to your messengers whom you sent to me, saying, If Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond the word of the Most High to do good or bad of my own will. What Yah says that I must speak. Mm -hmm. And now, indeed, I'm going to my people. Now, wait a minute. So, my people. My people. <laughs> so, he is an Israelite. He is an Israelite. He is an Israelite. Okay, that, yeah. there's the answer. I okay. didn't know. Yeah. I'm sure. In verse I was, that's what I was looking up earlier to see if there was any history on him. But he's, obviously, yeah. I mean, if he knows the ways of the sacrifice, I mean, he has thinking, a relationship. I'm like, this brother's sacrificing, mm -hmm. and they know he he's good on his blessings, and mm -hmm. he's good on his curses. How is the most high... The most I wasn't dealing with too many people right. that weren't they his weren't. people. That's right. Not that at this point. Not, not like that. Yeah. You know, like 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 meeting him. Yeah. He met this dude. Right. Right. And then put him like I I I was considering that on Friday. I was like, yeah, and this Bama Balaam met the Lord. Mm. Yeah, like, he, met him. He said, yeah. he said, you staying over there? Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna talk to my home. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. the only person I know he did that was before Moses. this was Moses, but face to face and Adam. Mm -hmm. You know, right. that's right. about it. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. That's that's wild. So this is his people. So I don't know if he was. If he was living separately from them, or or he or they or the he messengers, he was by the River Euphrates, bro. I'd okay. have been right there too. Yeah, yeah River yeah. Euphrates is one of the richest right. rivers. Yeah, that's just one of the first rivers that came out of Africa. Mm -hmm. That joint sections off and gives water to the continent. Man, mm -hmm. that joint is great. So if he was chilling by the River Euphrates, mm -hmm. yeah. he was probably just like, I'm gonna be a tree. Yeah, Planted yeah. by the, the river's life. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I want to be with fruit in the season. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be with nobody else. Just keep me right here next to the river with my God. That's mm -hmm. what's up. Mm -hmm. So now, indeed, I'm going to my people, verse 14 of chapter 24. Come, I will advise you what this people will do to your people in the latter days. Whoa. <laughs> okay. I will advise you what this people will do to your people in the Ooh, latter days. It's a threat. It's a threat. But now here it comes. This is the real prophecy right here. So he took up his oracle and said, the utterance of Balaam, the son of Beor, and the utterance of the man whose eyes are open. Now, uh -huh. this is the second time the Spirit of the Lord has come upon him, and he's 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 being obedient now. So these prophecies have have greater weight mm -hmm. than the first two, which he was kind of forced to do. Yeah, they were they were flimsy. He right, was just saying yeah, they're yeah, gonna yeah, be yes. good. Right, right. So now, verse sixteen: the utterance of him who hears who hears the word of the Most High, and has the knowledge of the Most High, who sees the vision of the Almighty, who falls down with eyes wide open. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob. Mm -hmm. A scepter shall rise out of Israel and batter the brow of Moab and destroy all the sons of tumult. Now, this is a twofold. I mean, so, so who is he talking about here? The son, he shall battle Moab and the sons of tumult. Mm -hmm. tumult. I, the people who are oppressing, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Because the Moabites, they would harass mm -hmm. the Israelites while they were making their way through. So... In the end, they're going to be destroyed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because of this. But and I it, believe in Numbers 30 or 31, we see the ultimate um, uh, revenge against them, and there's a battle, uh, whatever, what have you. Right. But it's a twofold prophecy. Because he's talking about the Savior. He's talking about the Savior coming. Right. And that's why in this verse, it's capital S for a star and a capital yeah, S. Scepter. Call on the right. scepter. Yeah, and then when you right. see, if you were to, to coordinate this or, or, or juxtapose this with Genesis chapter 49, verse 10, mm -hmm. where Jacob is blessing his sons, and when he gets to Judah, he talks about the scepter. He's talking about the scepter should not depart from, oh, from nice. Judah. You're right. Yeah. You know, so it's the same language, talking about a lion again. So all of that still, and then Deuteronomy 18 is the next one where, where, where the prophecy is given to Moses. But this is a great, this is, uh, again, a man of God who is doing wickedness or following wickedness and then either way he still has to do the lord's With will the and through that he's given this great prophecy a double prophecy one for the immediate future mm -hmm. 
and one for the person who's going to, you know, completely uh, destroy all of God, the enemies of God's people. Verse 18 says, and Edom shall be a possession, Seir also his enemies shall be a possession, while Israel does valiantly. Out of Jacob, one shall have dominion and destroy the remains of this city. Now, in this version, one is capitalized, so we, mm-hmm. we, we would presume that that is speaking about the Savior. Mm-hmm. Then he looked on Amalek, who was one of the enemies of Israel, and he took up his oracle and said, Amalek was first among the nations, but shall be last until he perishes. Mm. Mm. Then he looked on the Kenites, and he took up his oracle and said, Firm is your dwelling place, and your nest is set in the rock. Nevertheless, Cain shall be burned. Mm-hmm. How long until Ashur carries you away captive? Mm-hmm. And he took up his oracle, and he said, Alas, who shall live when God does this? But ships shall come from the coast of Cyprus, and they shall afflict Ashur and afflict Eber, and so shall Amalek until he perishes. So Balaam rose and departed and returned to his place, and Balak also went his way. So, all right, now that this prophecy is complete, and the devil got full reason to be fearful, Mm. because not only was the conquest blessed, but then it was the very last thing the devil surely didn't want to hear, that the Savior of mankind is now being proclaimed. Because you know he knew what he was talking about. Right, 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 right. He's remember that promise from Genesis three is like he it keeps coming back to him like ah, I know that 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 person gonna come and and just crush my head right now I want to point this out because this is we we're gonna speak about this because when the devil can't get at a man mm. when he can't tempt him with worldly stuff stuff like that and he knows Yah's relationship to the man the priest right. it was a man who prophesied it was a man who blessed mm-hmm. he knew the men of Israel mm-hmm. had a very special call especially mm-hmm. the Levites he knew them mm-hmm. then what comes yep, when they get to yep. Moab <laughs> the women in Moab is bad Slim mm-hmm. yes, they sir. going mm-hmm. they going all the way they got mm-hmm. they, they twerking they doing all that stuff and they become so attractive that here we go with the men of God yes. intermingling right. and having harlotry in Moab and what did those women do mm-hmm. They introduced them to their rituals. Right. They introduced them to their idolatry. They introduced them to their ways. And by that, then all that stuff was mixed in. And here we go with the apostasy mm-hmm. all over again. Yeah. Because they did not remain faithful. It's a serious thing, man. When mm-hmm. I come because the title of chapter twenty five says Israel's harlotry. It's the very next thing, Slim. Like see see the order of what's going on. So God is God. God is like, not only is their conquest blessed, mm-hmm. but now my savior's gonna come kick your butt. So the devil's like, all right, <laughs> secret weapon, send the girls in. But what goes next level is when you see in Revelation two fourteen gives us the missing piece to okay. this. Okay. Where this read hol- that? Yeah, let's read that. Let's okay. read that. Revelation two fourteen. But I have a few things against you because you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things, sacrifice to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. So check that. So this was a scheme by Balaam. You know what I'm saying? So he was the one who orchestrated this harlotry. So it wasn't just random that these women came out. Like Balaam is like, okay, I can't curse him. Every time I open my mouth, Blessings come out, right? But I still want this money. So what can I do? So he starts to think. Okay, verse twenty-three of chapter twenty-three said, "No divination against the house of Israel." A couple verses before that, obedience was the key. So as long as they're obedient, then God's going to protect them. Whatever I try to do to bless, to curse them, is going to be a blessing. So let me go 
Let me, let, me, let, me, let me go the other route. If I can get them to be disobedient to God, then he will no longer protect them. And then now I can curse them. And now Moabites, you can go in, wipe them out, and now give me my, give me my money. Right. You see what I'm saying? So this was a scheme. This was a dastardly scheme. And we see what the results of but it did were. He, did he get the money? Because it says he rose and he rolled out. And Balak went his way. Well, so basically what ended up happening was he... As he had done before, uh-huh. and this is implied, but the scholars agree with this, and that in Revelation 2 makes it clear that Balaam was the one behind this. Mm-hmm. So he basically leaves just like how he had before, how he like, no, nah, I can't do it. Anything that I say is going to come from the Most High. But that's still in his mind that he wants the honor and he wants the money. And he can't let that thing go. Mm-hmm. He's seen the signs. He's seen animals speak. He's seen angels it's not enough to get rid of the greed and the desire of his appetite to be fulfilled. Mm. And so now he's like, there's nothing I can do. So he's going away in my mind. And the scholars agree with this. He's going away in chap in verse 25. They're going their separate ways because he's like, there's nothing I can do. And he goes back mm. and he regroups and he realizes, wait, there is a way. Cause as long as they're obedient, I can't get at them. But if I can get them to be disobedient and it seems like I can't be involved in this. If I get involved in it, God's going to use me to bless them regardless. So I'm just going to teach you Balak king of, of Moab to get your women, have them dress nice. You know what I'm saying? Do what they do. Cause that's why idolatry was always so attractive. Yeah. Well, one reason why, because idolatry is not just bowing down to these golden, golden images. It's, there's a lot of sexual morality going on. There's yeah. a lot of orgies going on. There's food. So it, that is the reason why it was appealing. And ba- Balaam was like, that is how you get them. Yeah, the parties. And like, what ended up happening, I know we're not going to read the whole chapter here, but, th- but what ended up happening was there was a consequence. There was a plague. There were 24,000 yeah. in verse 9 who died as who a died. result of that. But right. then they confessed their sins like, yo, man, and what does God do? Same thing he did before. He cast all their sins into the sea of forgetfulness. Mercy. And we see later on there is a battle. And guess who's in the battle? Balaam is on the side of the Moabites. I don't even know what he's doing out there. I think it was like a dignitary. And he gets killed. He gets murked. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So those who would do evil against you and wish evil against you, they keep trying to mess <coughs> with God's people, with you, who claim to be God, who's obedient to God. Only, only a matter of time, your enemies, first of all, they're their curses will be blessing and eventually they will get the curse that they want on you. In this case, it was death for him. Man. I got a big takeaway from that, man. Mm. Fuzz all. Check your appetite. Mm. <laughs> that's my, that's my phrase for this. <laughs> Check your appetites and be aware. Mm. And it's dangerous because it can come up on us any given second in the world. We live in today gratifies that immediate appetite satiation mm-hmm. the immediate uh, instant gratification. we don't instant gratification man we don't want to wait for anything mm. you know what i'm saying everything is built to be fast i think about the uh the story this week of those people who got caught up in that 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 the college scam yeah getting the people in getting people getting paying mm. bribes and mm. stuff like that to get their kids in mm. All these people got hemmed up in this list, but the two main people that was yeah. that was in the ta- in the news was these two celebrities because mm-hmm. they be on TV. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um, the two women it talked about you know what they did. And I saw this doctor break. He was a psychologist. Mm-hmm. He broke something down in the news. He was like, "This is systemic narcissism. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's parents who have an extension of themselves as kids. Right. And because that's their extension." They don't want to feel depleted or without anything because they're focused on themselves. So they must provide everything for their kids. There is no earning. Mm. There is no working for something. It's like, no, you have to be happy because that makes me happy. And my happiness is equated in parallel with yours. Mm. So because of that, 
anything that's necessary, by any means necessary, I got to push you to a place where you'll never have to deal mm. with any type of thing that's difficult. You mm. never have to go through any trial, every tribulation. Mm. We've just discussed on here the fact that trial and tribulation is beneficial, mm. man. If you don't go Vital. through nothing, you're going to forget God. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need it. And the only reason why we need it is because we fell in the garden. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Because before that, we were dependent on him. Mm -hmm. Everything could have been all good all the time because we would have followed his way, and his way is perfect. That's right. But because that wasn't enough for us, mm -hmm. nothing has been Appetite. enough for us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's I'm like, the devil's temptation is going the easy route. The easy way. So the man. easy way is okay. You don't have to. You don't have to work. That's 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 his mentality. Man, dog. Get riches. Don't have to. You know I mean, how are you appreciating something if you haven't worked for it? So all those kids who benefited from the scandal. I mean, they are scarred for life because they're expecting to be given. They're not expecting to work hard, to be honest, to be ethical, to be honorable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, 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 so their parents have crippled them in trying to make them, you know, silver spoon children. Right. And now the ire of the world is mm. on them because that's rich, 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 rich privilege. They, mm -hmm. they rain down insults. <laughs> Trolls come out of the caves for these types of events just mm -hmm. to lay on. They, the girl, the, the daughter or whatever who's in the school, she shut, both of, everybody shut down their social media account. Mm -hmm. Everybody oh, had that. to. And then <laughs> yeah. the daughters who were in school thinking about quitting. Mm -hmm. After the, all this stuff, like the parents about to go to jail for getting them in there. They think yeah. about quitting because of the bullying. Sure. Because of the, anything that's going to come from this. Like it's going to be so negative. And I'm just like, man, it's so serious. I'm reading this book by Devon Franklin. He mm. wrote the, he wrote the weight, and his book now caters. It has the theme of of it's it's the theme in the in the book is about the dog, mm. and the dog essentially lust. is lust within us. Now, of course, when we we talk about lust, we usually think it has something to do with sexuality. Mm. We always think, oh, you mm. lusted after her, you want to smash, or she wants to smash, mm. do something. Lust More is so that. much bigger mm -hmm. than that, Slim. And the devil loves when we pigeonhole it mm -hmm. in that. And yeah. Because then we can't classify the broadness of what lust actually is. Right. We can't see the whole definition. It's like, oh, looking at the definition for lust mm -hmm. and just getting the, the other word for it. And we're missing all the meat mm -hmm. of the several definitions of what it is. Mm -hmm. Just reading one. But mm -hmm. We can't have a lot. And I'm just like, when he's showing me, he's like, man, it's a lust for appetite to fulfill or satiate what you want, your desire, over anything else by any means by necessary. Any so he was talking sense. about, he was talking about, you know, if the lust goes unchecked for so long, it'll turn into the beast. Hmm. Because the beast does what it wants. You mm. can't control the beast. Right. So he says, in the book, he's like, what we have to do is consult the master. Hmm. And we know who the master is. It's Yahweh. It's the father. He's the one who teaches us and shows us how to starve the control. dog. Right. You know what I'm saying? To control it. Mm. And he speaks, and the thing is, he never forces. He gives you the counsel you need. He's like, now don't do this right now. You don't have to. You know what I'm saying? If you hold out, you will be better for it. Right. He tells you things like along those lines. He speaks to you in those tones, but it's always our decision. And the thing is, when we live in a world that caters to microwave society to get what we want now, it becomes harder and harder because there's so many means to get what you want. Like, for instance, just being transparent. I know some, I've gone to the, I went to the grocery store two weeks ago. I got food in my fridge. Mm. <laughs> but if I'm feeling lazy, I will pick up my phone and Uber eat That's the right. mess out of yeah. anything that comes to my crib. Mm. Because I can just pay, it get delivered to me, I don't have to do nothing. Mm -hmm. And I've been praying against that. You were talking about your appetite. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I want to stop. Because the stuff on Uber Eats usually is fried. Not, not you know what I'm saying? Like stuff I don't need. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. There are a couple places on there that are healthy. I do want to say that. Right. But <laughs> the majority of the stuff is pizza, wings, burgers, fries, milkshakes. And I'm just like, yeah, I can't. That's not. That's not good. 
So but what a blessing that you were able to see that, because as I've said before offline, that when it comes to pornography, sleeping around, drinking, like we know there's no everything in moderation. Right. Like that does not work for that. We know that those things are wrong. And so God, by God's grace, our faith catches up to our deliverance and we're delivered from those things. But when it comes to your appetite, like there's, it's, it's a, it's a gray area. I'm like, well, the Bible don't say nothing about, you know, eating yeah, fried yeah, foods yeah, or yeah. eating sugar. Yeah, so yeah. I can, everything in moderation. And then it turns into every single day I'm eating out, I'm eating fried foods and I'm thinking that, well, that's not affecting me, not only physically, yeah, but man, spiritually, mentally, you know? Man, yeah. It blocks, it inhibits the brain from doing its full it function. I know, I know biologically, you know the fact that when you eat a heavy meal, mm. it takes a lot of blood to digest it. Mm. The blood Hours. That's yeah. yeah. The blood that is required to digest that food is more blood that your brain doesn't have mm. to do basic processes mm. and things like that. So that's why you're lethargic. That's why the itis exists that's after it. you eat ribs and all that stuff. Yeah. Because the blood is leaving the brain and the brain is too, ain't got enough <laughs> blood to do what it needs to do to make you get up and like, nah, let's do something else. Mm. I'm tired, bro. Mm. I just, let me close my eyes with that meal was so good and we just rest in your right. in your greed you it was gluttony gluttony that's the yeah. that's what it is that's why gluttony is a sin mm. that's why it is a there sin is. man because of that you know what i'm saying um and how do people change their appetite in, in most cases it's because the doctor tells you if you don't change your appetite you're gonna, you're gonna die, die. Right. and that's unfortunately that's the only way when you think about like henry wright pastor henry wright who speaks a lot against you know eating certain types of things he was diagnosed with i think it was cancer and that's when he had to change his diet, no cheese, nothing like that. And so he preaches about it, but he understands that the reason why he has that is because there was an urgency attached to it. Uh-huh. Most of us, dare I say, almost all of us don't have an urgency. We're thinking, you know, our, our parents, they, eat, they ate the way they wanted and they lived to whatever age. Yeah. But we don't realize. So just because you're alive doesn't mean that there's not a blessing that's being, that you're robbing yourself of right. from living this lifestyle. And Balaam obviously fits the same mold because he knew what was right. It's like, I know not to eat that or do that thing or whatever. And I may abstain one time or two times, but it's still in the back of my mind. If God, if the Most High has not changed our heart to remove the desire, it's going gonna, it's gonna to eventually come around. It's not yeah. if, it's, yeah, when. it's when. You're going to give in. Yo. You're going to give in. You're going to watch the thing you're not supposed to watch. You're going to listen to that thing you're not supposed to listen to. You're going to eat that which you're not supposed to eat. You're going to partake in something you're not supposed to partake in until the desire is gone and only the Most High can remove that. I do want to mention this, and I know O will get a kick out of this, man. The fact, and it's, just, it's factual, man. Um, minorities, mm. we don't have access to the best foods and the best quality foods like we want without paying an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. First of all, uh, our revenue that we make a year is much lower. We're not in the, you know, usually right. in the top ten percent like our Caucasian brothers mm-hmm. usually mm-hmm. are. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So they have access to eat better. So we are usually forced to eat meals and have things that are that are generally mm-hmm. not good, like soul food. Right, bruh. Calories, the best, little, little, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, fried chicken, yeah. mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like, Scoops yeah, of butter all, all day, all, but it tastes so good. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, but it's like that stuff was was evolved mm. out of the meals that we could eat as slaves, because right. the, leftovers. Had the leftovers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why chitlins taste good. Mm-hmm. That's why chitlins are cooked mm-hmm. because that was the part of the mm-hmm. pig that they were allowed to eat right. when they. And I'm like, and that stuff has just been passed down, especially mm-hmm. in the South. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like obesity is definitely an issue down Big there. Time. But doesn't it make sense? For the enemy to curse the most high's people mm. by allowing them to have such a progressive, evolving, bad diet such mm. as that. Mm. They don't have mm. access because they're oppressed. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I look at all that. That's that's just a cog in the scheme that he has to keep us lethargic, to keep us 
unaware to keep us non-active because not only that you don't want to get up and do nothing that's it you become lazy you know what i'm saying well particularly about the things of the most high in other words you can sit and watch an x-men marathon until three in the morning right but when it comes to god's word now all of a sudden you fall asleep oh yeah and you, now now all of a sudden the only spiritual food you're getting is on sabbath or on sunday why is that? And people are like, man, I want to study the Bible more. I want to pray more, but I just, I just can't get up. And then, and then through entertainment, all everything mm. you see glorifies everything. The negative, like excess, eating what you want, doing mm. what you want, even the, the narrative of what they say. And then we come to the most famous example of all. And if you didn't believe me, what I said about the food and how that's installed <laughs> everywhere, you can definitely have heard the statement about how liquor stores and gun shops are in every every, every hood mm. in the ghetto. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? <laughs> ain't, ain't none of that out in the suburbs where, you know, the top 10%, whatever race mm. they may be is, it ain't out there. Mm. It's where we at. Mm -hmm. Bad in corner stores and stuff like that, yeah. up hot dogs and stuff, something quick, something easy. Mm. And, you know, it's all by satanic design, mm -hmm. I definitely believe. Because something this corrosive mm -hmm. to a people can only be designed by him, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And... uh I mean, I take all that into account when I'm reading this, man. That's why it's very important. That's why fasting is important. Mm -hmm. Fast and prayer. Some things only lead with fasting That's and praying. I'm definitely, if I ain't taking nothing away from this, it's to definitely institute fasting mm -hmm. on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. I've been saying I was going to do mm -hmm. it, but what will happen, the day will come around, I forget. Right. And if I remember halfway of the day, it's like, well, I already ate. So then yeah. it becomes now next week. You know what I'm saying? That needs alarm. to be a set an alarm on your phone. Yeah, that's, you that's what I had to start doing. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Set an alarm on the phone. That's an excellent idea. But um, but we're bringing this message. You know what I'm saying? And I, I really, did you have more you wanted to discuss on it? Because it's like that is a very good actionable point. So mm -hmm. I would challenge people who are listening to check your appetite. Mm -hmm. Think about the things that you lust for. You know what I'm saying? Over anything else. And recalling your mind times where you've gone above and beyond all barriers that came in your way to get what you wanted. Mm -hmm. And know that that needs to be the thing that you need to lift up in front of the most high on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Also, think about the, the um, in order to break that, mm -hmm. think about the value of a fast. Mm -hmm. You ain't going to die. <laughs> Drink water. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to. I mean, you can do the hard. There are four, four types of fast. Yeah. There's a total fast, but no water. With, yeah. with nothing. But that's yeah. only intended for like a, like a day at the most. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because you can't, no water, no food, you're going to get sick. Then there's one with, you know, just water. And then there's the Daniel diet, you know what I'm saying? And um, the Daniel fast, actually, I should say, where it's customized. Mm -hmm. And then um, I think there's another one. I can't, I can't remember what it is. But um, those types of things are beneficial not only for your spiritual life, but your physical life as well. Mm -hmm. Your body actually starts burning more fat when you fast That's because it. it's like, well, he ain't eating mode. nothing. Yeah, survival mode. So let me, mm -hmm. yeah, so let me, let me go ahead and mash up what he got. Now, mm -hmm. the first day or two is going to be mm -hmm. rough. Because your body's like, man, you need to be, where the, where the yeah, chicken at? Withdraw. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> where the punch at? Where yeah, the Kool-Aid at? Where, yeah. what, what you doing? Mm -hmm. So this is going to make you feel it. But mm -hmm. the withdrawal, once you get past that, man, mm -hmm. I remember the first time I went to the gym and worked out during a fast. Mm -hmm. I was blown away. You talking about I was scared to death. I yeah, thought I was going to pass, pass out. out. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I ain't got no energy. I ain't, ain't nothing. I was in that joint. <laughs> I was like, I ain't never ran like this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ran out the gym, ran home. Yeah. It make uh, no sense. Well. It, and I was, I was just like, this is, this is amazing. But of course, during that time, the intern came back in. I seen too many Popeyes commercials. Mm. Passed by too many Five yeah. Guys on the way to work, and I was just like, nah, that stuff is good. Right. Greasy, right, right. greasy, good. It tastes, you know. 
Give that's them what we're talking about training and reprogramming our senses. Right. So for me, what I would suggest is the first thing to do is to pray to the Most High for the desire, for the conviction. Because if you ain't convicted, it's like, why am I doing this? Yeah, if you ain't that's convicted, always my thing. Like, you may fat. Years ago, I fasted. And I'm like, why am I? What's, what's the point of this? <laughs> if I wasn't convicted about it, then I wouldn't be spending the time that I'm away from food and seeking, f- filling my spiritual appetite. So it's useless. You're just starving yourself for no reason. Right. But if you're training yourself to where I'm putting my appetite secondary to God. So appetite for sleep, to be able to say, you know what, I should get up and pray. Appetite for food, obviously, appetite for anything. If you train your body to say, you know what, God first, nah, mission first. Mission first, mm-hmm. mission yeah. first, mission first. And to be clear, what the mission should be to be adding souls to the kingdom. That's it. If you, ain't use, if, if you are being hmm. used by the most high, you hmm. best believe that's the end result. Mm-hmm. You're reaching somebody, what's the end of that? So they can get to know them. What's the end of right. that? So they can be saved. Mm-hmm. That's the end game. That's the end game. That's the mission. So, um, you know, with that, man, I'm definitely appreciative that we got a chance to look at that because I was, we didn't talk about that all yeah. Friday. Night. And I mean, I know. What we talked about was, was relative to what needed to be said, mm-hmm. but I'm glad we had an opportunity to go over this as well. Um, uh, with that, we, we I, I really didn't have too much else, uh, bro. You, um, Got any addition? I do want to offer up another prayer request for one of my brother's friends. Um, he fell down a flight of steps last night. I'm gonna just put it like that. And he was really beaten up and broken up about how to go to the hospital. Mm. Just pray for this young brother. Um, his name is Steve. Uh, definitely gonna um, lift him up. Mm. And also for for steadfastness to do the will of Yah, even mm. when it's difficult, man. Because it definitely sometimes gets that way. But um, but yeah, that's it. Yeah. Pray for my wife, too. She fell on a flight of stairs. Um, You know, she's up in the bed, got her foot elevated, pack of ice, and she got to go to work tomorrow. And it's her right foot. So this is her driving foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And then between driving and walking. Yeah, that's a mess. uh, uh, So definitely pray for a miracle in that regard. All right, you want to take us out? Okay. Father, y'all, thank you for blessing us richly today for wisdom in the moment. Uh, understanding in the moment revelations, even if no one else was blessed, which I know is not the case, but even if no one else received a blessing, my brother and I, we certainly did. And we just can only praise your name for as we read text, we've read over and over again, how you, your mercies are new every time and the knowledge is new every time. So we ask that that continues and that every person who's watching or listening will have that same experience with you. Uh, as they're refreshed, spending that little bit of time that you would show a glimpse of the power of that investment of time and that they want to invest more. And I pray about the appetite that mm-hmm. we've prayed about, that every single one of us will have a conviction to seek you first, to put aside those things that would, would keep us here on earth uh, feeling good with our stomachs full, with yeah. our sexual appetite satisfied, with as much sleep as we think we could, we, we could muster. I'm asking that you cast all of that aside and show us the value of eternal Uh, Things with eternal consequences, Lord God. I pray for the prayer requests that were brought up. I pray for this brother who fell down the stairs, Lord God, that your your will be done uh, in the hospital where he's at at the hospital where he's at. I'm praying for a testimony of not only of deliverance but of him understanding what you were trying to teach him through that, what you were trying to bless him through that. Maybe he was able to 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 witness or to reach out to some somebody in the hospital. We have no idea how you're going to work. Or maybe he was able to minister to. Maybe he was dealing with with doubt and, and issues and through that experience someone was put in his life by you to be able to minister to him. 
So I pray that prayer over my wife as well, that you would be with her. And every single one of our families who are in the crosshairs, as we commit to do your will, we know they are always going to be targets. Cover mm -hmm. us, Lord. Protect mm -hmm. us. Remove mm -hmm. those desires for sin and replace it with a disgust for sin and desire to be close to you. Bless every person who's watching, who's listening. Provide for them physically, emotionally, financially, and most importantly, spiritually, so we can be there on that sea of glass, welcoming you, our Savior who has come to take us home with you for mm -hmm. eternity. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Uh, man, it retroactively, keep it by the Keelan Fielder in, in prayer. He yes. was supposed to be here today, but he's under the weather. So he's going to come next week. But thank you for joining us for another great session. Oh, definitely going to be back in the house. He's probably going to blow up my phone as soon as we leave because I know he's watching. So uh, uh, we're thankful. Um, and as always, seek truth and may Yah bless and keep you through the end of the week. See you next time. Every time they see us come, watch them demons shake. Hey man, here you come with all that stuff, man. Come on, let's go. Man. Life and death is in your tongue, so watch what you say. Hey, real talk, what you say yeah. around him too, man. Real talk. Cause name's Way. If you don't know about Father Rahai, his name's Way. And you don't know about his son Yashai, his name's Way. Receive the gift of Rawakada, his name's Way. Forever screaming, Kram Yashura, his name's Way. Tell me names whole way. I'm calling a higher. Calling them out. Kicking them tables over. Just like you're shy. Digital download of the hard copy. Minimum.